0: Good evening, patriots, and it's still Monday, February 14th, in the year 2020. I think the biggest thing we have to all keep in mind right now is the objective of what Canada is trying to achieve as the example for the world. The deep state and its minions of tyrants are going to play and do anything they can to win this war. They will steal, manipulate, lie, imprison. They will also set people up, create false flags, etc. And the hardest thing it's going to be is to watch what victory looks like as we pursue a line of integrity and truth. We're going to talk all about that tonight. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation landing page for my pillow, And it's a... An amazing page to have all your to have the opportunity to have all of that on the MyPillow site for Bards Nation, thanks to all you great patriots who have given continued support to Mike Lindell and his great company. Mike Lindell right now is in the process of getting pillows ready to go to the truckers. I don't know if he's going to be able to accomplish that mission now that Weenie Trudeau has decided to impose the effects of martial law. But nonetheless, let's hear what Mike has to say about one of the great specials he's going on, has going on right now.
1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include
0: a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. You can also call the number 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939 to speak to a real operator. That's a pillow counselor. Head on over there. Take care of that. Use your promo code Bards on anywhere on the MyPillow site, the Frank Speed site, and the My Store site. And you will get a free copy of Mike's book with every purchase. When you use the promo code. Also, my pillow, or I'm sorry, my. Oh, there we go. We're done with my pillow. We'll move on now. My coffee. It's not my coffee. It's Expedition Coffee. I can't get my off my head tonight. I'll tell you. Expedition Coffee, X P E D, Expedition Coffee.com is. Vars Nation branded coffee. It's a coffee designed for your health and your energy. Check it out at ExpeditionCoffee.com. And while there, check out the other great products for your health to reestablish your health sovereignty. And that includes the Gut Health Triad to help heal and seal your gut. Immune XP, which is based on pine cone extract, high levels of vitamin C to boost your immune system. Earth, which is a full-body nutrient powder. Mix it with water. Drink it like a shake. It's Just need that once a day. And Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract currently on the market that can isolate so many of the pathogens that are currently in our market and in our air thanks to the bioweapons being dropped on us. Finally, thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com, promo code BARS to save 20%. That's the Bible for our time, an NESB 1995 edition with our founders' documents worked within. It's an amazing document for the home, for the family, especially if you're a homeschooler. So, Patriots, I want to have you here. Let me start begin with this tonight first. The folks at Coates have uh, decided to pack it up, and this is the Coates um, crossing. This is the challenge that they face. Yesterday, the RCMP... Um, managed to find a cachet of weapons. Now, I think we all know that's pretty suspect. And it just always works this way because, and I don't, I'm not buying the narrative that it was somebody in there. The RCMP is like all the other agencies. They're, they're hand puppets of the state. And I'm not going to give benevolence to any cop these days that works to, for the state. So that's something that has to be considered here. Unfortunately, uh, I think that the, the Canadians are a great people. I just I'm selling telling you that and they're in a real bind because they want the world to see a peaceful protest and of course the the tyrannical state wants everybody to see this as a violent protest which we know so they've had to make a very difficult decision to pull back I think that what has to be stated um in Canadian ways what they say I'm gonna let you hear it here it's it's a good Canadian response I think what the world would like to see is to see more defiance um But I think we're going to have to realize that this is going to be an ebb and flow and fight, and Canada is awake, so we'll have to see what happens. But take a listen to this.
2: Good afternoon. After the events of yesterday and the news released that the RCMP um, made arrests and come forward with, um, and the arrests resulted in long-arm, firearms, handguns, and protective equipment um, being unearthed, we as the Coots Convoy have decided that as a peaceful protest and to maintain that narrative, we will be rolling out tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Please come out tonight, support us, eat our food, socialize with all of us. We want to wrap this up in a peaceful way and we thank everybody for all their support, for their prayers, and we hope that we have started something that, that will have such wide-reaching effects that. Governments will continue to, 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 to go back to the grassroots, listen to the constituents, and that these mandates, these, these, these restrictive mandates will soon be eliminated. Thank you.
0: The problem is, patriots, that they're not going to go back to listening to the people. And all we have to do is address, address what the WEF is about. The World Economic Forum has nothing to do with the people. It has everything to do with a centralized group of people. So the one thing that's going to have a difficult time with this, as is that many people are still living under the illusion that the governments are for them. I cannot stress this enough. The governments have long left you. You're not part of it anymore. And we have, this is where it comes back to what is our mission here. We're not at the point yet of taking, picking up swords of steel to fight tyrants, and I will tell you that I think everybody wants to avoid that. Unfortunately, with these governments, they want to accelerate that. And so I have little doubt in my mind whether I have no facts on this. But I would tell you that my first suspicion when you find guns in with a group like this, that they, at least that's what they claim, they were probably just like doing what the FBI did to our January 6th event just operatives, making sure that he set it up to try to mar them. Unfortunately, what this narrative speaks to is is a narrative of acceptance that that was actually within the convoy. Canada's going to be challenged here, as we all will be challenged, and we're going to have to start working on being more defiant and not compliant. So I don't know, this is not an easy thing with the measures that they've invoked. They can take bank accounts, they can seize vehicles, Unfortunately, getting free is not going to be easy and it's not going to happen through the institutions of men. However, these words here I think that I'm going to share with you comes from a person in Ottawa and I think that it speaks a lot to what the greater part of what we're trying to achieve is. So let's listen to this.
2: Coming in, and out, what's a life lesson that you want to tell your, your
3: children, your grandkids about this being in Ottawa? Um, yeah, so my name's Jacob Verone and... Uh, Never been to Ottawa before. I don't really care for being in cities, and uh, I never really cared for people too much because I never really found people that uh, or le- the way everyone here is. But uh, like, this is our family here. Is what I come to learn. I come to learn so much about love, compassion, empathy, um, like what it's like to feel those feelings unconditionally. Uh, it, and, like this is so important for our children for our grandchildren because of what, uh, this the actual what the the description of what's going on here is freedom this is the description of freedom right we're not hindered by regulations and bylaws and stupid things that are just out for revenues and stuff um, and we're using our constitutional rights to uh, make sure that everything here is legal, right? So this is, this is proof of what it would be like if we actually used our system uh, the way that it was intended to be used because our constitutional rights were designed to protect the people uh, and our government system has completely disregarded our constitutional rights. So we're trying to wake them up and re- make them realize that this is what Canada was founded upon, right? We're founded upon the supremacy of God, and we're all equal under God. And we have all these unalienable rights that we cannot be taken away. Um, so all we're doing here is making sure that, that we, we uphold those rights. And police, police here are great. Like, they're honestly wonderful
0: people. So it's a good conversation to get what his experience is, and I think that speaks a lot to Canadians to be at this point in the time and still being that upbeat and commending to that, because Canada has an unresolved spirit here of staying solid. Unfortunately, what Trudeau has unleashed is a monster, and it's a monster because once these are enacted, as they are now, they're not going to stop just because the protesters go away. Every protester could go home right now, and they are still going to be pursued because under the emergency acts, every Canadian that has been involved has been declared a terrorist. And the thing to understand about this type of evil is they will not let any of that stand. They will smear these people. They will create the issues to smear these people in the public eye because they have to make examples of them for being so bold. The one thing that Canada has to understand, and I'm speaking now boldly, is that you've long passed the Rubicon of being just to be able to get this finished with handshakes and roses. Because from the deep state's point of view, you have absolutely, absolutely violated their tenants. And I'm not saying Canada's backing up at all. I'm going to be clear about that because they're digging in in other areas. And when you have to face something like the farmer's face down in Coots, which is confiscation of equipment, seizure of bank accounts, It is something that's very difficult, and those are decisions that are going to be, like I said, there's an ebb and flow in all battles. You don't just win everything. But the biggest piece that we have to stand on is the might in God. And I say this so many times because it's so important that we understand Scripture and being able to invoke Scripture and being able to remind people of Scripture there is a martial sense of scripture that we forget. And we always look at things as just in terms of, well, you know, we're just, God is with us and that's it. Well, that's cool. But if you don't have traction with your faith, we're not going to get a lot done. Simply praying and saying, well, I hope it works out and I hope that we do something good. That's not enough. I'm sorry, not at this point in time. And I'm not making criticisms to Canada. I'm talking of what has been happening over and over and over because we're literally in a dishwasher cycle right now. And that is like we're going around and around doing the same thing over and over. And I'm truly believing that the reason we're doing this is we keep turning to the institutions of men to solve our problem. The first thing that we have to do is turn to God to ask for a change in direction. This has nothing to do with these men, and we have been given dominion over all evil in this world. It is that simple. And so when you are dealing with the concept that, you know, we're out here on our own in coots, and yeah, I get that. I'm not taking away their decision to pull back. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to come out of this too well. Because it's not going to be the RCMP. It's going to be some other agency that comes after them. And worse yet, every single person that has been out here, just so Canada and everybody understands, once you take an action like this, they've already put you into their social credit score. And when they rupture the economy, which they are going to do, there's no stopping these things. I I can't stress that enough. I think there's a naivety to think that we can stop it. They're going to rupture the economy. It's going to happen. Your pensions are going to go away. There's no stopping it. Your 401ks are going to get dissolved. There's no stopping it. How fast, how long, I don't know. And I'm not optimistic to tell you it's all going to be okay because you have to understand we're living under a system that has four quad trillion. Let me say that number again. Four quad trillion in derivative debt. There is a breaking point to this system that ultimately will implode on itself. And there's all this idea that somehow they're going to magically come in and fix it and everything's going to be okay. They'll fix it all right, but it's not going to be to your benefit because they never do that. And the push here is to get on social credit scores. So what does that mean? Everyone keeps thinking that we're moving into social credit scores Wrong. We are already in social credit scores. You just haven't had to use it yet or been forced to use it yet. So every person involved in this event, which has been tagged, will end up with a devastating social credit score. Farmers will have limited credit ability to get stuff. Their prices will be higher. There's a lot of things they're doing. So my point is that we're, we're at a point where collectively we have to start coming to the understanding and mindset that this is a war, Canada has done an amazing job of stepping up to the line when we haven't in this nation. And it is literally where we have to get to is understanding, like I keep talking about, is we have to move to a position of sovereign living. You can't live within the system, operate within the system, and expect the system to just give you everything you want without penalty. And a system like this, it is so deeply rigged. I mean, Canada had like 35 people today that voted against continuing the mandates. 35 is something ridiculous like that. Maybe I'm a little bit off on numbers, but there wasn't that many people. There was many more people that voted to sustain the mandates, and they did that at the national level. These politicians are all bought and paid for. Every damn one of them. And within all of this, in a fight of this magnitude, I pivot back to without any blame on the farmers here. They're doing what they have to do to make their living and survive. I get it, and God bless them for doing what they've done. But as lessons we learn, be prepared that they're going to do with just what happened. Every event's going to find some false flag because you're going to have some plant in there like the FBI did, and they're going to bring in guns. And the other problem is they're going to try to make that sound so horrible when the fact is these people will use guns on you. And they are not going, nobody's leaving there without having their license plate recorded, their driver's license recorded, and their facial recognition taken. That's just happening. It's going to happen. So there's consequences to decisions, and those decisions now are where we have to be. Do we want to stand as people and stop this? And are we willing to take the hits Or are we going to stand and they have to make a pullback and say, I don't know. Now, this is one event in Canada. It's not the end of Canadian pushback. But it's not going to get any easier going forward here. That's my point. So it's a decision that every single person has to say or has to decide of whether they're going to be in this or not, Canada has a lot of people involved, and the idea of Trudeau's measures were to cause just this, what this happened, which is to break the ranks and cause people to leave. That's the way tyrants work. Man, trust me, i I my love for Canada has never been higher, and I have my friends up there, and I love them to death. Seriously, one of my buddies up there is is he's he's like a brother to me, closer than a brother in many ways. So I'm passionate about this fight for Canada because the fight for Canada is the fight we're all trying to fight and Canada's just stepped out on point first. And so we have to absolutely be in a place where we are willing to support them, we have to learn from them, and we have to start doing it ourselves. This is not an easy time at all. And we have to begin, I think, really appreciating these words in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. Our intimacy and relationship with God is fundamental in all of this. To understand that the life and history of the Bible is not one of ease, it's one of sacrifice. And we have to be able and willing to push as people do, but there has to be more than pushing. There has to be a resolve. I know this is not, again, this is not any criticism to anybody, but I just want you to all get this because it really was always this simple. If people had collectively said no, there's nothing they could have done about it. And what Canada has demonstrated to the world is when millions of people come together, there is nothing they can do about it. But Canada's also shown to the world that when you start shutting off their supplies to build the crap that we don't need, they start freaking out. They found the Achilles heel. So today, they'll open up coots, or tomorrow. That's fine. If I was up there, I'd go break bread with them. The thing is, I'd get to the border, and they tell me you have to be vaxxed, and I'd say, nope, and I'd throw a loaf of bread over the border anyway. But that's the defiance we have to see. There's going to be a lot of pain that comes out of this, unfortunately. Because you're dealing with a tyrant and a tyranny that has, sees no bounds. It doesn't matter how many people it exterminates. And we have to all start to inculcate those ideas deep within our psyche. Our psyche. It's, it's not just simply saying... We want our governments to come up. Our governments failed us to this point. Why would they suddenly change? And it's difficult for people to accept that place because we want to believe in governments because it's made our life easier. But these governments that we're at now are all on lockstep, all of them, towards a the terminal end of moving humanity towards one form or another of transhumanism in the fourth industrial revolution. The other thing that every one of these farmers and truckers has to realize, and it's what I'm saying is true, is that their end is near. Every assembly line worker, every trucker, every train operator, every farm worker has to understand that you're, time is near your end time is near not because you took the vax but because this enemy has already replaced you with robotics robotic equipment and i think that's hard many times for people to accept that the fact is the designs are already there they already know where they're going the industries are going to be booming and they're going to be replacing everything with autonomous vehicles that's the whole principle of 5g and 6g human out of the loop not human in the loop because once you do that, they're going to sell it by saying that, oh, you're going to have more free time and to do, pursue the wants that you want. It's not that at all. So there is a time that is rapidly approaching that we all have to make hard decisions. And so I'm reminded of Revelation 3.16. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Don't be lukewarm. And that's the part, is don't be lukewarm. Canada has shown the world an amazing light. God bless them. And that light is literally to be able to look into the world and see that we have an enormous amount of power when we stand together. And they've done so peacefully and with God in their heart. And they have done so because they did not stand as a lukewarm nation. They stood boldly as a united nation under the cause of they want their liberty back. And Canada is far from giving up that fight. But the movement at Coutts reminds us of the complexities of this fight. The potential of having bad actors or worse, implanted actors that they're able to use in the media narrative to spin the narrative to turn them into a violent extremist group, which we know is not true. And in spite of all the good, one incident like that can turn things bad. So just so I capstone that, which I will tell you my buddy in Canada will be happy to hear this. He'll be laughing at me because I was having a little rant earlier. The fact of the matter is that they made the right decision. The challenge ahead is how do you contain and control the narrative because now that they've moved out, they're going to be called extremists and the only thing the mainstream media in Canada is going to focus on is going to be those that small group of people they supposedly arrested that supposedly had weapons. They did it on in, in January 6th and they're going to do it to them. It's just a guarantee that's the way things work. So you have to have the counter-narrative ready to roll. We are all facing now, Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and seek and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. That we will not walk in it is getting increasingly more defined and perhaps for some more alluring because the narrow path, the ancient path, is going to get harder as we move. The consequences towards walking on the ancient path are going to get to be more extreme. And it's going to be more real. And we're going to have to make those hard decisions. There is nobody that's going to be untouched by this next level of change. Nobody. If you're living in the naivety that Trump is going to come back and save it all, that somehow patriots are going to swing the day, we've long passed that Rubicon. Rubicon. Because there is a period, if you've listened to Dr. Martin, you're listening to me and others, there is a period that is going to be very much like the seven years of famine. It is here. According to Dr. Martin, he feels we're in year three. I don't know. But we've been given grace by God to prepare right now and to try to prepare ourselves to live in a more sovereign way. And it's going to be our strength in Christ that will carry us. But here's the catch for me. I do not believe that we will win this without somebody or buddies being able to make that decision to never bow. To never ever bow. I want you to think about this a minute because this is really what we, fa- we face. We are approaching a point When just standing in numbers and having a good party downtown in Ottawa, which they have done brilliantly and done so peacefully, is not going to be enough. Because this government will use whatever measures are necessary and they will not squeeze with violence. They will squeeze with what they always do, information and economics. So you each have to ask the question of what is it worth and what are you willing to sacrifice? And so when we talk about building fellowship, as Canadians have done so well, we need to learn and look at Canada and say, look, this is it. This is how we all have to be working towards. Because when things start to get squeezed, it's the fellowship that keeps us together and keeps us on course. It is literally Proverbs 24, 6. For by wise guidance you will wage war, And in abundance of counselors, there is victory. There is no clear and easy path here. There's not a straight line to victory like we would like there to be. What is happening with what Canada is doing is they are showing the absolute vulnerabilities of what the deep state is. And that is something for the world to take a look at. They have revealed how dangerous it is when they lose control of their economic flows of goods and services. So now when you look across the political landscape and you start asking yourself, gee, who should I vote for? Gee, who should lead us? Ask yourself some simple questions. Number one, who is saying stop the injections? Not it's your choice, but who is saying stop the injections? The consequences of these injections are deadly. They're going to cause a continued rolling death over the next three to five years. And they will continue to press the injections forward. And as we move to the next phases, they will insist on more injections. They will make it more requirements of employment. They will make it more for access to your bank accounts and to your credit, and all this other. Next, ask yourself, who has openly supported and encouraged this sort of protest like truckers have done? There's only one name I know of right now in the political realm that has done this, and that's Rand Paul. And we have not seen leaders come out And talk about this. Here's the deal that's so important to understand. Any military commander knows that if you're going to stop the enemy, you have to sever his supply lines. The Ho Chi Minh Trail was bombed time and time and time again. The reason? Because the Ho Chi Minh Trail is how they supplied themselves from the north to the south. Our mission was to constantly disrupt that to keep supplies from flowing to the south. We have to look constantly at these sorts of things of where the vulnerability of the enemy is because the enemy's big, it's expansive. The other big part of this is truth. Who is encouraging police officers to stand with the people? There's your third one to ask. I don't want to hear again in my life from any politician, though I know I'm going to hear it way too often, support the blue. I don't care about supporting the blue. I want to know this. Will the blue support us? And that's a very important question to ask. And we don't, it isn't simply saying that because you're a police officer that you automatically get our support. Because they work for us, we don't work for them. And the rules that they're enforcing are not God's rules. They're the rules of this Luciferian state. So in all of this, this is a good gut check time. In any battle, you come to a point and you have to adjust the forces. What's happening in Kootz is a readjustment of forces, a realignment, which is necessary because the enemy has struck. And this is one of these nodes that's out there and vulnerable. But for those that listen in Canada, I'm going to say this. You are in an interesting and very critical window. You're going to have to make the decision now. Of whether you're going to carry forward and not just hope that people will carry you and that that momentum will continue. It will continue only if you continue it with the same fire. And that fire that you felt at the beginning of this, that fire that they tried to snuff out with the terrorist act has to be rekindled with more wood and more fuel because it should burn twice as bright now because they're trying to take away your freedoms with force. I think Canada is doing that. Time will tell, but I have a lot of faith in the Canadians because I believe in who they are, and I know that when Canada gets woken up, not woke, but when they get awakened, they don't like letting go until they get their way. Americans still have a long ways to go. Because we're still in the convenience culture, and we're still in the denial side, and we're still trying to find our solutions through a broken government. Even though the FBI has shown itself in its true face, even though the media has shown itself in the true face, it's not enough yet. And I don't know what it's going to take to trip us over. What I will say to all of us is we all must prepare. Because the days of famine are upon us. And we are really, unless you are prepared, you are totally at their mercy. And what happens when you're totally at their mercy is they will get their way in the end and then they will not give you mercy. They will give you only pain. These are very, very challenging times that will continue on all of us as we walk Wade through this and have to confront who we serve. Matthew 6.24, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So I want you to think about this statement. It's not an easy one and I don't advocate it, but I want you to think about it. At the end of this, are you willing to lose everything you own, all your possessions, to be stripped to nothing to serve God? That's a hard one, especially with families. But at the end of the day, it's going to take that fire and that commitment to get through this. We didn't get here overnight, and we're not dealing with anything or anybody that has any sort of mercy towards you. These people hate you. Trudeau showed the absolute true face of the state today. He declared war on 1.4 million or more Canadians. And though Quebec pushed back on it, and though Alberta pushed back on it, and Saskatchewan pushed back on it, and possibly others, the fact is no one has said they would stop it at all costs, like everything else. Politicians always find that central path to give a little bit and sound like they're strong. Canada has to now come together as its people, and maybe the fight is provincial. Maybe it's not national. And in this state, and in, this, in our states, in the United States, we should have already learned that the fight is not national, but we still kind of play that imaginary game. just like 2022, if they were willing to rig an election when President Trump won overwhelmingly by factors of 10, if they were willing to go to any odds to win that election and they've had no accountability to it, what makes you think that there's going to be any change in 2022 elections without a change in the in the process and the way we vote? The answer is there's not going to be any. We have to decide where our loyalties are and who we serve. And when we serve God and we're listening to God and we're following God's lead, that's all that really matters in this fight. He's the ultimate commander. But that also means at times we're going to have to stand strong and do the things that seem like the impossible things and trust in him. And that is an easy It's not easy on families. It's not easy on us. It's not easy on anything. But God has us in this time here for a reason. All of us that are awakening and all of us that are awake. And we can't just allow one person to be taken, for example, to jail without a thousand more standing up and demanding justice. We can't allow for a few people that supposedly have guns to get away with this and not have a a solid statement as to what was going on. This is a fight of truth. This is a fight of faith. And Canada's taking a fight of the world on their shoulders as a country that typically doesn't lead like that. And that's something else to think about. And yet, right now, what we have seen from Canada is what every country should be seeking because they are centering their faith around God as a nation that has been, up to this point, heavily agnostic. So, all of this to say that we are All are in this together in a true way. Not through the suffering of stupid masks and the ridiculous fear of pandemic. But we're all in this together as God's children. And we have to remember that to do that, we are all going to have to stand together. And we have to remember that there's going to be an attempt every step of the way to intercede and derail us. And the only thing that's going to keep us on course is our faith in him. 1 Corinthians 10:13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you will be able to endure it. Enduring the critical word. We have to endure some of the most difficult sufferings. When is that going to happen? Who is going to do that? I don't know. But it has to be in our hearts. And we have to be understanding that what Canada has done now is it has poked the bear. And believe me, the bear is not going to be happy and is not happy. And what Trudeau has done is expose the bear. Be ready, Canada, and be ready of the world because the bear is coming. And unless we're willing to stand in front of it, it'll consume you and eat you alive. I have no intention of bowing to this damn bear. I will stand. because God didn't breed me as a sheep i believe that what god put between in all of us in our hearts was the heart of the lion let us pray heavenly father we thank you for this time that we come together that we pray that we reflect to learn to gain knowledge to gain strength Lord, we pray for Canada tonight as we have done so many nights now to give them the strength and the clarity of what steps are next. We see an unbelievable joy in people that have totally sought freedom, discovered freedom perhaps for the first time in their lives and what it truly tastes like and feels like. Let that savoring fragrance settle into their soul and never leave. Let that spark the flames of righteousness at a level never imagined. Let the lion in the hearts of the many rise. None of this time is easy, Lord. Decisions are not easy. We just pray that you'll give the guidance and people can hear that guidance in their heart to know how to stand and how to move. To always be bold in truth and to withstand whatever they throw at us, knowing that together we are strong. United, we are invincible. And with you, there is no stopping the end victory. Guide us, Lord. And protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lots to reflect upon. And war is an evolving space. It's not linear. It's not a single thing. And there's really in war, there are some critical decisions, but many at a strategic moments in these battles, there's not necessarily a right or wrong. There may be better or worse but one thing to remember is the ultimate thing that wins in war is he who has the greatest spirit to never give in or never quit. That will persevere over time. We are also in a very long fight. I'm not one to believe that one moment will be the spark that changes everything. This is an enduring fight of people having to wake up, come to a realization of where what dream state they've been in, reconnect with god which is the fundamental issue start to embrace the fact that this is a spiritual war start to deal with the realities that many have been poisoned by an injection realize that most of what they've been taught most of their lives is a false a falsity or a lie and that everything that they've relied upon now is a castle of sand that's a lot to process very quickly and yet it's happening And as our prayers continue and our strength continues in our walk in Christ, we're able to be the rock for so many and to give them that solid base or at least direction to find it so that they can endure and can live to fight another day. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. These are great times to be alive. Trying, tiring, but great times And our prayers right now lock us into that rock of faith. God is with us and he'll never forsake us. And God will win this and we have an equally important mission as part of that victory. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow night, Patriots. Actually, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for bended knee. 1 p.m. Pacific. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
4: Oh, you're an island when the world's too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. to hide from the rain